0: Welcome to Save Brave Stories, a podcast that captures and shares stories of individuals who are releasing their potential and the potential of others through what we are calling Safe Brave Spaces. My name is Greg Smith.
1: And I am Ola Adebayo, and we are your hosts for today's
0: dialogue. Ola, you got lots of energy this morning, Uh, oh, I guess this afternoon now, but uh, that might be the difference, We're, we're taping in the afternoon, it's not Monday morning, is that the case?
1: probably i think so because naturally i shouldn't have that energy because my air conditioning system hasn't worked for a couple of days like it's we've been been living in hell i just got it fixed today maybe that's part of the energy (laughs) yeah it took a while before uh the 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 my my uh, landlord decided to send someone to fix it (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Of course, yeah. you know, we're 38 degrees Celsius and yeah. the air conditioner goes down. It's been crazy. Not good. First world problems, but still not good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's well, I'm glad you're cool. Uh I'm glad you've got great energy. We're excited about our podcast today to have a chat with Rob. And, uh, but before we begin, I'm just going to give a little bit of context of what exactly is Safe Brave Stories. And so our intention in this is really, as we said earlier, is to meet individuals that are on this Safe Brave Spaces journey and hear their stories and learn from their experiences um, our hope is to create a space where these insights and ideas uh, get shared throughout the world and that we can learn from each other and, and grow and strengthen ourselves and others. Um, this all started when I wrote a book called In Search of Safe, Brave Spaces, A Guide to Unlocking and Releasing Potential. And I discovered that my times that were most meaningful and impactful occurred within environments that I felt both safe and brave. And when when I felt uh, and am safe, I understand, accept, and trust myself. I recognize that I'm enough, both a unique and critical contributor to the world within my relationships that I have. And when I'm brave, I discover and activate my voice, my courage, which frees me to stand for what I believe in while enabling others to do the same. And it's in this really kind of interesting combination of safe and brave, where the, these biggest moments of potential and impact occurred. And the last thing I will say is the book we talk about that that safe, brave spaces I'm discovering uh, begins, starts within me with, with myself. And as I become more safe and brave, it then accelerates in my relationships between you and me. And then I have had those unique experiences where I've seen this Come to full life in organizations, and man, that is special. And big stuff happens when it flourishes through we. And I know Rob. We're going to talk to him today. Of, of he's seeing organizations that are doing some of those things or on the journey towards that. So I can't wait to uh, dive into a little bit of that. So that's what we're up to today. Um, I am now going to talk about Rob. Introduce Rob, and I'm going to read his LinkedIn to begin with, and then add some things to filter, to add on to that. So uh, I've known Rob for a few years and we were talking the other day about where the heck did we get to know each other? And I think someone said to Rob, you should talk with Greg and Greg asked me to then do something else. So I'll talk about that in a second. But Rob is a passionate about helping companies succeed by levering technology to make employees successful. With his unique experience in HR technology as a founding employee at Achievers, Rob co-founded Tango software that helps give employees a voice and companies actionable insight. He has recently been named as a 2020 top global employee engagement influencer. Wow, that sounds pretty impressive, Rob. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, And really, I've seen you speak in over 30 cities. I do believe there's maybe more than one, Rob. Because uh, um, uh, I, I, you're, you're at, you were everywhere before COVID. Now you are uh, growing your beard like everyone else. And I'm seeing you uh, on, on little screens. But you used to be everywhere. Uh, and definitely you're one person that really connects um, and, and with people and are really doing some amazing things with HR leaders. And one of the other things I will highlight is that um, you are a co-founder founder of something called Innovate Work. And really, this is where we met each other. And Innovate Work is this really beautiful place where folks can come together to share new and big ideas. Um, It provides a forum for innovative speakers and oodles of networking opportunities. I've experienced those of HR professionals and business leaders looking to connect with others and learn best practices. And, And we'll talk a little bit later, but that's how you actually helped me uh, strengthen my brave uh, in that uh, in in one of those innovative work um, sessions. So, Rob Catalano, uh, Chief Engagement Officer of Work Tango, welcome to uh, Safe Brave Stories Spot podcast.
2: Awesome, thanks, Greg. Hola. Appreciate the the opportunity to be on here. Uh, thank you, and uh, and not only for this conversation, but thanks for bringing this to, to light. I think the you know such a purposeful discussion that you have with this podcast, and again, feel truly honored to just be a part of it and and and, uh, and contribute to it as much as I can. So uh, thanks. I'm really really excited to chat today and be here.
0: Awesome. Well, we're gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Ola because Ola is ready. As you already heard, he's excited and he's cool. And he is cool and cool. So cool physically <laughs> and cool as an individual. So over to you, over to you, Alda.
2: Yeah, yeah think- they and literally cool. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you,
1: Greg. And thank you so much, Rob, for coming on our podcast. I think part of my energy today is actually meeting you. I'm pretty excited to meet you. Uh, uh, Greg has said so much about you and reading about your own, um, you know, researching into your backgrounds. It's amazing what people have said about you. Everyone talks about you on the stage and I can't wait for COVID to be over to experience it. My wife, I think, has met you in one of those uh, innovative walks too. She's an HR person and she talks about you too, you know? So I can't wow. wait to, to feel your energy. I think it's that energy that is, a, that is kind of trickling down on me right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, um, I know you, uh, our listeners might not see the t-shirt you're wearing, but it reads Improving Work Lives, and that's what's on your LinkedIn page too. So before we get right into this conversation about, say, brave spaces, I just want you to, to, to maybe briefly talk about what you do at uh, work Tango and what does the Chief Engagement Officer do specifically?
2: yeah sounds good uh and first off i'm excited to meet you as well i mean i was told so many great things about you and, and was excited to chat and i did not know that uh your wife was at the innovate work events and connected in the past so that's a uh, new information for me but um uh yeah it's been it's been i'm excited to continue to get to know you as well and uh it is different speaking not on real stages uh, to be honest um it's hard to connect with people but i guess we we Play the cards were dealt, and um, and figure it out from there. So I'm excited to get back and connect with people in new ways and kind of 3D versus 2D on the screen. But uh, to your question, there, so uh, I guess best way to explain it is, you know, Work Tango is a company that was built to really help organizations understand sentiment of their employees. I call it to project and protect the employee voice to, at the end of the day, build a better experience. Uh, and and there's three major pillars, I think makes it really easy to understand what we do. One is, well, how do we help companies understand what's on the mind of their employees, understand sentiment? And that could be across the whole employee lifecycle, right? It's not just about, you know, employee engagement and measuring that. It's understanding employee sentiment across diversity, equity, inclusion, you know, change management. There's a lot of things changing in the workplaces today, Uh, you know, especially with COVID and remote work. So the first part is how do you understand what's on the mind of employees? The second is how do you get those insights in real time? So leveraging technology to not only understand what employees are thinking, but where the gaps are, where there might be hotspots, um, the trends in real time, but also serve that information to leaders that have a huge impact on engagement of their teams, right? HR, they they can't really do it all. They can't handhold every leader uh, and a one size fits all solution typically doesn't help uh, in terms of making change in an organization. So we can use technology to serve those insights up to individual leaders to be more accountable for engagement and performance of their teams. Um, and the third big part is, well, how do you try to enable action? So the technology has, you know, a kind of AI and machine learning to recommend learnings and actions to try to help leaders build a better, more experienced uh, world. But again, that is just a vehicle in terms of what you'd mentioned. That's that's on my shirt that no one can see, but uh, it was our passion statement to improve work lives uh, and work is in parentheses, because at the end of the day, you know, for better or worse, we spend a lot of our waking time at work uh, and the motivation of the organization was, well, how do we make sure we're building a place uh, and an experience for employees to have their voice heard to build a better experience? Um, And we all know when you have, you know, more engaged employees, more in tune employees, there's a lot more benefits to it, right? Outside of just, you know, a better experience, right? There's a lot of productivity from a business perspective. But, um, But the way and the angle in which we approach that is really kind of hearing the voice of employees and enabling companies with that type of insight.
1: Wow, that's awesome. I'm particularly, you know, kind of uh, tripped with using AI to help uh, leaders. I think that is over the top, you know, with what others are doing in terms of employee uh, engagement at workplaces. That will be a conversation for another time because if we get into AI now, we won't talk about anything at all. But getting you know, deeper into the conversation about safe spaces. And I want to start, uh, ask you this question in a very particular way. I'm going to quote someone who talked about you on your LinkedIn profile, uh, said a lot of good things about you. I just took a short part of the quote. You're uh,
2: me right now. <laughs> no, don't
1: be scared. Don't worry. So it's good. Jason Gottwalt, head of sales at Rad Dad and Curious Judge. Uh, in his recommendation for you on your LinkedIn page, he said, and I quote, Beyond this voice on stage, it is obvious that Rob is passionate about amplifying the employee voice through a safe and private experience, end of quote. I also have noticed, you know, researching your background, that your work history certainly shows that you're a performance enabler. You help people unlock potentials. And I know for for sure that at some point, you paint a nerve in Greg's body to get him up To get a safe, brave thingy movement going. So I know that for sure. So within the spectrum of uh, this safe, brave spaces that Greg is championing and how important it is, what resonates the most as true for you? You know, when you hear safe, brave spaces, uh, what resonates, you know,
2: within you? Yeah, so I think the word enabling that was said a couple of times in explaining safe. Um, safe brave spaces i think it's the most powerful part right it's not only about the personal spaces that we live in and we work in and we play in and we think in right it's about the community around you and how i think that community should be served so to me that whole idea of enabling others is where you see impact is where you see change on a more exponential base right it's not just you and your personal world right it's this exponential ability and that's why I lo- that's why i love about the concept here because quite honestly, what it's doing is shining a light on these types of stories, these types of items. Because again, in isolation, we can only do so much. If we're enabling others, that's where we can see success. And, and I, I, I failed to answer your first question around what is chief engagement officer? What does that even mean? But it, in my organization, I'm trying to enable people in my organization and, and employees to be successful, to have the right experience, to be able to tie that into what I do as an organization at WorkTango, which is to do that for employees globally. I think that that ability to have, you know, that enablement is where I think rubber hits the road for me, right? Um, so that's what really resonates in terms of this, this whole concept, which I think is, is, is brilliant.
1: Yeah, awesome. I, okay, let me go to the, to the next question. I, I, I don't want to, you know, drag that particular question, but just so you know, Rob, this question is three in one. Um, one, how did you unlock your own potential? Um, is there a memorable experience that you can share uh, or was it just a sequence of events over time? Because, you know, in this conversation that Greg and I have been having with some of the leaders uh, around here, for instance, Greg and I have similar experiences. We had uh, particular experiences that kind of jolted our spirit, you know, to start, to to just open up. uh, for, For me, for instance, when my experience, which was not particularly a good one, it opened my eyes and my heart to being present in my own life, which it wasn't before. But for some other people, it's just a sequence of uh, going through life and having things happen for them as they go through. So, like I said, how did you unlock your own potential? And uh, what was your experience if there was a particular experience? And then the third part of it is who enabled it and in what environment? It sounds like four in one, anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got my work cut out for me here. Um, so I, I, so it makes it's a great question, and I don't think there was one very specific defining experience moment. But you know, reflecting on your question, it was a combination of a few important parts of my life, and and I, I I like to split those up because I think they're really relevant into kind of home life and the work life. And again, I think it's really relevant when you look back to where I am today. But from a home life perspective, I. I mean, I was really lucky to be brought up in a very open environment, spending a lot of time with families, right? This typical big Italian family that you know is always together and getting together with the other Italian families, and it was just one of those things. But when I look at the sequence of events that happened then, I think there's a couple of key points. One is on work ethic, right? It, our our being as an organiz as, as an organization, sorry, as a family, wasn't about having things, right? It was about working hard. It was about not only doing that, but still having time for family, right? It was always revolved around working hard and, and focusing on the things that were important to life. So for example, you know, my family likely could have paid for university, but it, it was up to me to have that done, right? In terms of if you want to work hard and accomplish the things that are, that are required, you have to create the sacrifices in order to make that happen, right? I think it was also around responsibility. I had to be at dinner at 5.30 every single day right? That, and that was an idea where we can share open conversation. We can have discussions. Like the world wouldn't pass you by where, you know, two months later, you haven't talked to your parents or your siblings about what's happening in the world or what's happening in your family. So when I think about a lot of my family experiences, yes, it was about responsibility and it was about work ethic. But I think that the, the major part was fun. Like, we had we enjoyed each other like growing up my friends would laugh every time like Rob we're going to go out and do things I'm like well I got to like another family event or another family birthday or a family barbecue or this and this and they would actually laugh and they're like oh that's terrible it sounds dreadful but to be honest I was like it's so much fun (laughs) like I loved going to my family events we just had a blast and we were kids but we were still treated as adults we were part of the conversations and I think if you and, and, and you know I think when I look at that stuff today in terms of Yes, let's build, you know, start an organization, grow, do all those things and, and have to make tough decisions. Let's have fun doing it. Right. I think it's one of our you know, virtues in our, in our company. But the home life, I think, was part of the major defining kind of sequence of events. But work was the second one. Because when I got into the workplace, I had obviously all these kind of value sets and, and beliefs and things that I learned in a family. But when I started, it was actually an agency. It was like a, an agency where you worked with four other organizations and very young in my career, I think I was still in, still in my last year of university, even before I graduated, I would be spending a day a week in my client offices. So I would travel one day and sit in, you know, large company A and the next company, you know, the next week, large company B. And I'm sitting there starting my career, looking around at these very successful brands and just watching people hating their jobs. Like literally it was like, they, they didn't want to be there. Like I didn't even want to work there and I, didn't, I wasn't even employed by them. I was just uh, like an outsourced you know, talent and, and it kind of made me miserable. And I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I've learned a lot in family about responsibility and yes, there's hard work, but we're going to have fun doing it. And I realized that it wasn't happening in the workplaces I've experienced. And when I thought about all that, and a lot of people don't know this about me, but I started studying marketing, right? That's what I went to for school. And when I thought about all these things that we did for our customers, like the data around understanding what their, their experiences are and knowing our customers and interacting with them, I'm like, why don't we do that for our employees? Like, I felt like we, like something needs to be done to make the workplace better for employees. And that was literally like that moment very short after was the next 18 years of my career is working with HR technology companies and support to live this very similar passion of improving work lives. So again, it wasn't this one moment that it snapped. I think it was this buildup of saying what I had in my personal life and what I, we should have in work life <laughs> because we spend so much time doing it, it really prompted this passion statement that again, you know, we talked about earlier on my shirt, it's improving work lives, but works in parentheses, right? Like we're still living <laughs> when we're working. Um, so again, those were kind of defining moments that really meant a lot to me. That I think my you know my parents were a big influencer on, right? It, you know, it was on building responsibility, wasn't building connection. It was on all those things I've just mentioned. Uh, and and what I love about this this podcast is it's making me reflect on some of those things and and respecting them and acknowledging them a lot more. Um, so, you know, I, I don't I don't know if I answered all four questions. I I hope I did. <laughs> but, oh,
1: um, I- I think you did. You did fantastically,
2: actually. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but, uh, and, and I think that, you know, it, it's okay if that, there's one defining moment, but I think if you reflect, in, and that's what I did, kind of took stock of my life and said, I'm studying marketing. I'm doing certain things. I should, you know, want to be in this certain world. I think the ability, I think the other defining just moment was saying, listen, I don't, I don't have to do that anymore. Like if that's not finding joy or happiness, like let's shift. I think I, I read a quote once. someone said, like, if you're not a, you're not a tree, you can move, <laughs> right? And it's like, true, like I can move and do something different that I'm a little more passionate about. And it's not lost time or lost effort or lost learning. It's just experiences that will kind of take you to the next level. So I think that was when I think the decision was made, like, let's get into the space and enjoy it a lot more. Um, but um, but that, that was kind of the journey and I guess what built the ability to have a safe, brave space for me personally, you know, starting up.
0: I love that story. And I I want to go back before I go into uh, the work scenario. I want to go back to the Catalina uh, 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 kitchen table. Uh, And because you you said something really interesting, you said fun, you said support. Um, You know, and the concept of safe, brave spaces. I tell a story about my mom earlier on how she created this space for me at a moment when I was being bullied, and how she just almost slowed down in that safe, allowed me to kind of see myself and believe in myself and have confidence in who I was. And then brave. I tell the story where she nudged me out the door to kind of go back and do something more. So I'm wondering just in the experience of that, your family, your mom and your dad and your, your siblings and that type of thing, what did they do or maybe not do uh, in order to create that foundation for you that could say I, I can do it you know and or I, or I am I do have something to contribute what what was that in as you think about it
2: yeah you know I can remember being a bit of a you know a, a different experience for my like for my parents than my siblings for example so at an early stage you know and even though I was at home for university like I spent most of the time on the road working Right. I, with an agency working a lot of hours and something that I enjoyed. And instead of this world where you know you shouldn't, you, know, you shouldn't do that or you should be at home. You got to think Italian family, right? You stay at home till like you're 40, basically. Um, but I also moved away for six years, right? I moved to San Francisco and to London and having parents that were respecting that, pushing that and saying these were opportunities kind of put me in the safe space. We're like, listen, we're your parents, we're always here for you. Um, but you have kind of your own world to kind of create, your own space to create. And I always remember that as being a, a tricky part to me where I was like, listen, they obviously want me around. It's, you know, but in my best interest to grow and do things, you know, they really pushed me, right? And especially the time where, you know, you, you're, you're, you're younger, you've never really left home. And, um, uh, and I do remember that as saying, wow, there's a lot of support here for me to continue the journey that, you know, is kind of unknown right now.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Because yeah, their experience was to hold you close and that importance of it, and yet recognizing what you needed in the moment was something different and something more to be able to go and do that. That's that that is uh, fortunate and 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 good. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: definitely fortunate from that perspective, and um, uh, you know, and, and do reflect on it quite quite a lot. But it does, you know, it does, it's still, you know supports and, and kind of enables things I do today in terms of the, the, the time that has to be made for family and, and the things that really matter. So um, it's, it's definitely still still sticks, that's for sure.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, so I'd like to kind of take it a little bit wider now to into the workplace. So, you know, I, I know at, at your place, you're doing some pretty interesting things that we've talked before, but you have like a global staff you know, and, it, and it's an interesting envir- uh, environment, lots of energy. And, you know, just the fact that you are a chief engagement officer and that commitment to bringing it to the workplace. And, and I mean, I love the comment of you sitting in that big brand and thinking, this is wrong. You know, and I have been, and I think most of us um, have experienced places where we just know that this doesn't, it's wrong. I mean, you spend a lot of time, like how do you, why can't we create that environment? So I'd love you to just kind of share a little bit of what are some of the biggest insights that you've learned either at maybe your, their previous company or at Work Tango, of things that you're trying to bring to life to create safe, brave spaces in your organization. Places where people do have fun, people that do have voice, that that their confidence is gained that they're not afraid to step in to try different things because I've experienced that with the people that I know who work with you, um, so you're doing something right. So what are the you know what are the things that either you've tr- you've tried and are really working or maybe even some stuff that wow man we did this and we learned from it but you know that wasn't the right thing.
2: Yeah, no, it's a it's a good question, and the immediate you know thoughts are that first off. We really try to surround ourselves and hire with people that share the same passion statement we have in terms of improving work lives, right? Like if I'm interviewing someone and their eyes light up for the passion statement, or like, you know, when I ask like what intrigued you for even applying to the organization, and their eyes light up and they bring up our mission and our purpose and then you know what we call our passion statement, I'm interested. If that doesn't even come up, if they are kind of mundane to it, then I'm not interested. And and I think, and I, you know, and I was part of a very successful company in the past that that grew. And I think we had that magic kind of potion where everyone was aligned to something. And I think that's where it first starts. You align great people with similar passions, you're going to see awesome things happen, right? Everyone's going to play the role that's required and, and do awesome things together. But I think that's, that's not enough in itself. So the other thing is, well, when you align people on passion or direction and you offer goalposts of like what's, you know, what their role is, let's say they succeed when the goalposts are there, not when you're literally micromanaging everything they do. So I think the offering of autonomy, the ability to make mistakes, offering time for their personal world, right? Like their personal wellness and and what they need to accomplish things personally, right? Again, they were humans before they were employees, right? Like, I think when you can align passion with that uh, autonomy component of it, I think a lot of magic happens. Um, but one other kind of, to your question about enabling safe, brave spaces, I think a big part of how we do it with, you know, with our team is, is really around you know, radical transparency. So is there a way you can enable transparent conversations, ways you can unlock that? And, and even at our company, every week, we ask our employees how they're feeling. We ask questions around understanding what their sentiment is. We have them ask anything to the leadership team in the organization, and everything is completely public. Right? We, we are accountable and vulnerable to say, here's what the whole company's feeling this week. Here are the questions you have, here are our answers. Maybe we have the answers today, maybe we don't. But that transparency, now people are aligned, right? You know, the worst feeling in a world of work is uncertainty, right? And if you can get rid of that uncertainty, I think that's a real magic combo. So I think, you know, to your question, that combination of passion and autonomy and transparency is this amazing enabler. Now, to get there, oh my gosh, made a ton of mistakes, Like, you know, sometimes we are too transparent, you know, in terms of maybe why people have joined or or choose not to stay at the organization. Um, So I think it's always this, I call it 2.0. Everything we're doing has a second version of it and it's kind of agile and we have to be agile, especially in the modern workplace. But, um, but those are three pillars of what I think we can really do to, to unlock that potential or, um, or create those safe break spaces. Now, the only other thing I think, you know, comes to mind as I talk about this is, well, your leaders have to be accountable. So we've recently implemented ways where we can build accountability for them. Asking employees on a, you know, on a very specific cadence, are you having conversations about your personal growth? Are you having conversations around commitments that you have? Are you having conversations with your leader around what your next role looks like. Like don't say qualified for your existing one. So that's another way. It's like, it's nice to put these on paper or talk about these are pillars but you have to somehow make it accountable. I think we're doing a good job building alignment our leadership team on that. Well,
0: and I think those are so important. So if a couple of things are bubbling up. You know, we, we a couple of weeks ago, we talked to uh, Paul Burns, who's uh, the director of uh, Twitter Canada. And many of the same themes of that he was sharing of what they're trying to create there, which are so powerful, that that radical transformation, that that passion, that clear purpose. And I know purpose is one of those things that, oh my goodness, we've heard so much about it. However, um, in all the organizations that I've been a part of that have been most meaningful, they've been one where we had really clear, Uh, statement of what we're trying to do why we're trying to do it and then enable people to play a part in bringing it to life to personalize it and connect to it is so 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 important and then to celebrate both the learnings and the and the accelerations and all those things together are so so important and as you just described it uh, um, those are all the things you're talking about it's funny.
2: Like, I think purpose gets this fluffiness to it. And, you know, is it important? Is it not? But I, I do miss speaking in live to people because I typically ask a question, well, how many people here have left a job personally themselves or someone really close, like a, like a partner or a child, has left a job to make less money? And typically you're looking at 70 to 85% of people in the room raising their hand. And you kind of ask, well, why is that? Why? Like, why is that? at the end of the day and i love bringing up maslow at hr conferences because i see some people smile some people's eye rolls but I, I basically say like think about that concept like it's not about the base needs right as long as you have a job and security and you pay your bills there's something at the top of that pyramid that is a little more on the you know the kind of satisfaction range of what what's important to that individual and you know and I think it's super important. I think people that scoff at purpose or passion or things like that, um, again, I think they're they're, they're not um, in today, especially in today's modern workplace and modern employee, I don't think they're set up for success.
0: Yeah, I would agree hundred percent. I, I would agree. The other thing that I really loved is this whole concept that you're talking about is um, accountability, but also equipping, managers or leaders to be able to shift into a com- kind of a different role. So I love the the descriptors of what you were measuring were all about connectivity and enabling the space for employees to be successful, team members to be successful. So, you know, it's almost like enabling safe, brave spaces and everything, in my words, but it's the same thing. It's creating the space to grow and to impact um, all those questions you talked about is where, where's your manager? So, because it's a, it's a bit of a shift, right? Cause we move from an historical aspect of more policing per se, or, or telling per se to creating the space for people to release their potential. And it's, we, we know those experiences anytime we've been in though, those are things that are so important. So I love the fact that you're, you're doing that.
2: It's really interesting. Like when we created WorkTango, we actually created three or four products where the the main focus was actually the leader in the organization. Now, HR was important. Employees are important. But leaders in general in organizations, I feel bad for because they are actually the face of antiquated HR practices, right? Like they are the ones that it says, go sit someone in a room and tell them if they're one, two or three once a year, right? They're the ones that, hey, here's your three-month-old engagement data. Go figure this out. Uh, and they get it three months after, you know, HR has gone through with it. So this ability, and I think necessity to enable leaders to be able to better communicate, support uh, their employees too, right? They need everything else a regular employee needs. They're lost in the shuffle. And there's such an important cog in the system that companies that are figuring that out and not being a filter and providing them that level of insight and accountability, that's where you're starting to see movement. and. It comes with a lot of, um, it, it comes with this kind of, this fear that, well, maybe our leaders aren't going to want to do that. or not going to want to change. Well, I mean, the reality is, is, you know, you, you kind of promote what you tolerate, right? If you don't change the process and, and kind of the way you're going to structure your organization and, and make your leaders part of that journey, then maybe they're not the right leaders for that journey. So this protection of old school leadership or things I've done in the past really puts a burr on my side because... Um, it's it's not. I don't think it's sustainable for you know great employee experiences or or levels of attrition that are manageable.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. You're singing to the choir. I right? if, if people saw me on the video screen, I got my hands up. You know, I feel like <laughs> I'm in I'm in the, the work tango church or something here. Yeah. A, engagement a connection church. You know, I like. Uh, anyways, um, uh, I, I th- so that's amazing. I I, I want to take it one step further. Because the 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 last step in my in my the book I talk about is it flourishes amongst we and for me this is when you see it even broader in community and our ability to create safe brave spaces beyond even our our workplace or our immediate communities it's how do we start to um, uh, influence? How do we start to support? How do we do it beyond there? And really, this comes back uh, full circle to the very beginning of our conversation here when I was talking about uh, innovate work. And so my story is, um, and I want to dive a little bit deeper than my story is that, you know, I was always a uh, a guy who did good things. I, you know, I was a good, I think I was a good leader. I created good spaces and that type of thing, but I had this heart Um, pulsating inside me that says there's more that I can do, there's more that we can do collectively, and uh, I had these ideas. And strangely enough, through our dialogue, someone said uh, you should talk to Greg and introduce me uh, to this idea called uh, innovative work, where you come and you speak for a very short period of time and share an insight, an idea, a learning that you, you feel would be helpful for others. And scary, although I've done speeches for a whole whole lots of times, but uh, when you got to do it in that short period of time, I'm a seven on the Enneagram, and so I talk a lot, I get really passionate, and you force me to kind of cut it down to three big ideas kind of going forward, anyways, I am forever grateful for that, because that's the beginning of, of me taking my beliefs, my ideas, my experience in getting to the book to these podcasts, to everything else. So tell me a little bit around this whole idea of innovate work and your passion to go beyond the walls of work tango. And I know there's a connection, but you do so much outside. Um, you know, you're, you're the chair of Enterprise Engagement Alliance, which is this cool area of really taking engagement beyond HR and pulling it into something more important. So tell me a little bit about what's driving you there and maybe some of the things you're seeing that that are important for others to hear
2: yeah it's a i'll get into maybe the more specifics around the events and and some of those items but you talk about how important reflection is but i've done some personal vision work lately with a coach and her name is brenda rigney and she's awesome and and we worked on kind of creating that internal passion statement, right? And, and it really evolved and kind of navigating through it and, and massaging the, the, the wording, but it, it includes that concept of enabling others around me. And whether it's customers hit goals, whether it's friends, like I set up events all the time and experience so they can connect more or events for the community, like Innovate Work, which I'll, I'll talk a little more um, or events for rating, raising money for great causes. There's something in it for me in terms of this ability to enable something, even for employees. Like, I want every employee of WorkTango to eventually leave Tango and start up a great organization or do something fantastic. And it's always just been in my, I don't know, just kind of just process and passion to just help others around me. Um, but, you know, something like Innovate Work, and uh, in context for any listener, it was basically a way where, you know, if you think about enabling, if you want to go listen to speakers from an hr perspective and that's the goal it's a kind of an event for hr and leaders you have to either spend spend a lot and i mean spend a lot from a time perspective you know go to a conference for three days which many people don't have access to or you got to spend a lot of dollars to make you know get access to these types of speakers and the reality is, is some of us don't have the time or the money to do it so we c- wanted to create something where it was accessible so one evening it used to be in person you know three you know two or three hours now we do it online But it was a way where we can say, well, now you can hear wonderful speakers, but you can give other speakers the opportunity to get into those spaces that they're not comfortable with, right? So to go back to your point, we asked people to come in and and literally for nine minutes talk about something they're passionate about. And, you know, you're not going to get the 300,000, you know, Obama to come speak at those types of things, um, but you're going to get really passionate people to share a different lens or mindset or light. And... When we created an event like that, I'm like, there's three motivations that we have and kind of our kind of internal kind of focuses of that event. It's to engage, educate and inspire people. So if you can spend two hours of your time to listen to different speakers, to somehow be educated and engage with others and obviously easier when you're in person, but also inspired to make change or action, that's, I don't know, that, I, I just love that idea and concept. And when we think about what we talked about earlier about enabling that, I'm enabling people to access the things that they didn't have before. Enabling speakers to do things, Greg, that you never did before. Um, so it's just it, it's just kind of a perfect kind of kind of connection and kind of integration of of, uh, of a lot of things that matter to me. Um, and you know, I, a couple other great stories that came out of Innovate Work, but um, hopefully that that answers some of your questions on why I do it or what the kind of motivation is behind it. And Innovate Work is just one good example.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's great explanation, and I can definitely see it and experience it myself. And, you know, your point around even speakers with me being able to come and have that conversation, but then the community, the connection, and may have not got $300,000, but they had excellent cake, I remember the one I was at, it was a fantastic cake. but more importantly were the connections. And, you know, there were, in the groups that I was at, there were folks that had just came to Canada. There were were folks that were just graduating. There were were chief HR officers who were just wanting to connect with different people and understand what was going on. I mean, the soul and business people, it was such a beautiful mix of, but everyone had a curious spirit and everyone left with a little bit more, Uh, confidence in themselves from something they learned and maybe something that they recognize that they were already on the pathway and journeying and doing. Uh, But it's, 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 they're beautiful experiences. The the other point I want to just mention was I love your comment about going back to your visioning statement, because um, in in the whole concept of Safe Brace Spaces and both Olin and I have experiences that it, that it become uh, the model I, 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 the discovery model I have is knowing, growing, letting go and showing up. And in that the knowing process, I have five questions that people ask. What do I bring? What do what, what I bring to the table? Um, what am I passionate about? What do I value? Uh, how do I work? What's my unique way of working? What gets in my way? What are the biases or the blockers or the critics get in my way? And then I call it my what's my personal um, contribution statement, which is purpose. But uh, for me, those five questions of doing it on a, on a regular basis, just checking in with those are so valuable because they ground you in your unique contribution. I love that you're this guy who's doing all these things and is still uh, refreshing and looking back and saying refining. And it's often just a refinement of who I am and where I can impact most. So I love that idea uh, about investing in a coach or, or building an inner circle that can help you. And I think Innovate Work and things like that kind of do some of those. They build those communities, which you can share what I'm thinking. You can build confidence in what I bring. You can maybe understand the biases that are in your way, the blockers that you don't see. When you hear someone speak about something differently that, that you think, oh, there's a different view here. So all of those, I love in that, in that perspective of deeping the knowing of who I am and how I want to contribute.
2: Yeah. It's um it's funny. So I, I love the kind of the five questions and the approach and uh, it, and, and I don't know how relevant this is, but someone asked me recently around, well, what was your, your proudest innovate work moment, right? Like, like in the event. And my immediate response was Julia. <laughs> and um. And I was like, I don't get it. And was like what happened at the event with Julia? I was like, I had nothing to do with the event. It actually happened. What happened after an event? And um, there was uh, t- two individuals who met at an Innovate Work event. They did not know each other, um, Julia and another person. And they just started getting talking. How cool would this be to do themselves for the people analytics space? They decided to make it happen. And they created a whole event series around, you know, uh, um this whole people analytics space and i actually asked me to speak at one of them so that was really really cool to be at and then you know a year and a half later julia in in her world was like listen like i love what work tango does and but i've never been in this in a similar role before um what could this look and feel like and then you know again those eyes lit up very passionate what we did and julia's been with the team for almost a year now and it's, it's just that example you'd mentioned around the community that you build, the, in, you know, the peripheral impact of what happens at these types of experiences. And, and when I circle back to your first question all around what hit me, it was the enabling part, right? Like it's enabling these spaces to, to exist. Um, so that, that kind of, it's kind of an interesting kind of, I didn't plan it to go there, but it was kind of full circle in terms of this one event to some of the conversations we just had today
0: you know what i am not sure if i was at the original event with julia did but i remember an event the people analytics and there was a young person who uh was in that space and uh, i remember listening to her and i'm like i'm i'm uh, i'm a generalist so i'm broad and people analytics i know the importance of it and the data and all that i know that it's not where my energy goes but i remember just almost feeling a glow come from this person Uh, As as she talked about this this important area of passion and importance uh, that she was seeing and bringing forward, and I and I think that unlocking that enabling of a place where someone can share something that's deep in their heart that they believe in, and then to your point, to see what's happened, and now she's working with you, and she they created this whole thing. That's a pretty inspiring story, and it simply is creating a space for someone to believe in themselves and to share something important that's gonna improve the, the others and the, around them and the world around them. Uh, you know what? That's a pretty good idea, I think.
2: <laughs> it, it's kind of funny because when I responded to the last time someone asked me, I, I, I didn't even think further and I'm like, Julia is on our team managing our customers and advising them every day. But you know we're a smaller company. We don't have someone in a DEI role. and we ask people are you really passionate about something to bring to the company that will will serve purpose for our organization our people and our communities and we have these committees we call them and julia is like i want to lead the diversity equity inclusion committee and she has done so much purposeful work for us from a hiring perspective in our community educating ourselves and our customers and i'm like this whole safe brave spaces just continues to you know it's kind of that flywheel concept right <laughs> it continues mm-hmm. to roll um so the more I reflect on it, it just it, again, it, it, it's, there's a, a lot of pride in terms of the some of the innovate work or some of the other work we're talking about personally, just based on you know the, some of those outcomes.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Hey, Ola, how's it going? I know that we've been passionate here, and I know we had a little bit of internet uh, issues where uh, disappeared and came back. So I'm glad you're back. Uh, That must be the overpowering of the uh, air conditioner taking out the internet. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's relief too. So uh, welcome back. Uh, And and, uh, I'm gonna pass it back over to you to kind of help bring us uh, home to this conversation. It's been powerful and uh, just to kind of some conclusions and to bring us home. So back over to you, Ola.
1: Yeah uh internet service is, is, it happens once in a while but i think it made me to make up my mind to change my internet service provider anyway <laughs> what just happened but anyway it's been an interesting one i i i don't know if it's okay to say this here but rob i just think you're a pretty special person uh because you know i i i i read a little bit about people said a lot about you when you worked at achievers also you know, he never came up here, and I don't want to go into what I what I saw there. But you know, in all our conversations, the word enabling enabler has probably been the most powerful, the most consistent word, which is probably an headliner in Greg Greg's book. So it's amazing now when we bring guests on this show. You made a statement. You talked about the fact that you know what we're discussing here is like. A refresher, like a a reminder of you know some of those maybe uh, um, values that you grew up with and and all of that, and we hear people say that a lot. That it's a confirmation of what they're believing, and for us too, that's what it is. When we meet people like you who are doing great work in the community, in the, in the workspace, that is not what is popular and common. It goes on to reaffirm what we're doing, like, okay, sometimes I imagine like, am I am I a strength person? I want this kind of things to happen in community. And, and you know, going back to the Catana, the Catalano uh, 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 kitchen table that we talked about, you didn't mention the word, but what I saw, another value I saw is the value of love, which Greg is a, is a big part of what Greg believes in. I, I see, and that's why, when your contemporaries back in school will be like, oh, strange, but you saw it differently because that love radiates, it brings people together. And, and I feel like it, it, it's, that's the reason why you want employees to have a voice and, and, and in the workspace and all of that. And to bring it home to your final statement, we always usually allow our guests to make a final statement, but I really want to put your final statement in your mouth. I want to know how it's, go, how it's going. Some of those things that uh, you're doing with World tango, you know, making empl- employees have a voice in an environment. I don't want to be judgmental and put everybody in the same basket, but I've worked in a couple of places. We've seen examples whereby it's not common that employees would naturally have a voice. You know, people do it. Oh, you need, you have a voice. But at the end of the day, the book, does, it doesn't get so far. What are you seeing? What is the hope? Can you kind of... Uh, how is it going? Let me just say, how is it going?
2: <laughs> yeah, so first off, in the, the concept of love, um, I mean, if we were both in person, we'd both get big Italian hugs right now. Uh, <laughs> I love that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I think in terms of what, well, and also I'm blushing right now, so I'm very thankful that this is not on video. Uh, so thank you for the kind words. <laughs> but uh, in terms of how things are going, I think, you know, we're continuing to see rapid growth because I think that this is an important part of the evolution of the workplace right I think the world has gone from you know let's measure something once a year like engagement to actively and continually understanding the employee experience to build a better one and you know what in two years time a lot has changed remote workplace the concepts around diversity inclusion and building a place of belonging wellness of employees and how important that is from a mental, physical, financial, social, wellness perspective. You add all those things on to already a robust workplace and hard to manage your performance and engagement. Um, this stuff is really important. So in terms of how it's going, I mean, it's crazy, man. Like it, it's busy and, it, and it's a lot of things going on, uh, but it's all really positive. I think we're we're seeing so much more desire. And, and think about, I think this is a really good time for people to reflect as an example of like what's changing in the workplace. I don't know if you've seen all these, on linkedin or all these um articles lately around like rage quitting like the companies are telling them well you can't work remote like you you can't work hybrid you have to be in the office five days a week and it's like if you're thinking of building an experience where employees can succeed can thrive all the benefits of going remote like hiring talent anywhere you want saving costs on space the list goes on and on companies are so set in their ways where they're refusing to change and i feel so lucky because i get to work with the companies that do want to change right they act like a lot of people say who do you work with and the companies that care I'm like those are the companies i work with right and and i think if this is one specific example where th- the world is shifting and if, if people don't think about employee first they're not going to see the outcomes of happy employees which is customer satisfaction and productivity or however you want to define success of an organization um so you know Getting back to question, things are going fantastic and, and faster than we have ever imagined. Um, but I think it's a huge wake-up call for many leaders to think about what this is going to mean for the future of the organization. Uh, I think it's a critical time where you know people's decisions and leadership qualities today are going to define what they're going to do or what it's going to look like in the future. Um, well, I could speak another hour on this stuff, but I'll pause there.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Greg. You have a final word or another uh, final question for Rob?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, you know what, I just, I'm what I'm grateful for the conversation. I do think we have shared spirits and I honestly, everybody that's come on this, uh, this, this podcast really you sense this energy of the possibilities. And, you know, you said something about that at the core of everything is care, love and care. And really, uh, that's such a powerful ingredient um, and and the organizations that are going to be successful are the ones that do care, that create that space for people to be the best they can be, to deliver what they need to be connected to. Whatever your organization is moving forward, it's such a a, a powerful a powerful thing. And the things that you're doing, I mean, as we started this call, I was telling uh, Ola that uh, that I have a partner that's that's just partnered with Work Tango on two other initiatives, and they're loving it, and they're really. They're 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 creating this transparency that you talked about, this this voice for people. And they're learning some tough stuff. Mm-hmm. But what guess what? The tough stuff is coming out with the really beautiful stuff. And and it's creating this this shift in the organizations to really help um uh know where they're going and collectively uh, move towards what they want to achieve and it's pretty cool to see so i love the work that you're doing not only in your organization but outside and if folks want to um either either find out more about your organization or come and work for you or what's the best way for them to get in touch with you yeah
2: so i mean that's amazing here first off thanks greg but um yeah work tango website reach out to me and linkedin um you know, I'm on there quite often. Um, but uh, yeah, worktango.com is, I guess, the, the easiest place to get to, to the right people. But uh, I'm, I love speaking to passionate people. So uh, you can also reach out to me there or rob at worktango.com.
0: That is awesome. And and I am just grateful for the conversation. I look forward to hearing more and continue to partner. And, you know, uh, maybe it's time for me to brush it off and go to the next level on innovate work. Maybe I'll go come back to one of those, uh, one of those events, or I'll help sponsor or do something along that line, because I so appreciate it. And thank you for uh, coming along. So how about take us home, Ola?
1: Okay, to our listeners right now, we hope that the stories that we share today have been very helpful and encouraging as you consider ways to continually enable safe bridge spaces within yourself and for others. So, if the idea of safe bridge spaces resonates with you, feel free to join the conversation, listen to our, our podcasts. We have so many other stories uh, that we've done in the past, and so many more to come and also access resources to support your personal journey at www.savebravespaces.com.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you. Bye-bye.